Welcome to the Something Like a Phoenix podcast. I'm Jamila Davis. And I'm Betty Nicole, where we inspire you to push past pain and pursue purpose. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Something Like a Phoenix with Jamila and I. I pray y'all had a good week. Jamila, how are you feeling this week? I am feeling great. I'm feeling much better than last week. Okay. I I got up early today, so anytime you get up early, you're just ready. Yeah, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I think it's been the same thing for me. Um, I have been getting up early probably all this week, but yesterday I was a little nervous because my throat was feeling funky and I was just like, oh my God, like, Lord, please, you know, I'm praying I don't get sick or whatever, you know, especially with the event coming up this Sunday. But, um, I think that we, I know you and I are kind of finding ourselves in this season, but I think that there are a lot of other people who are finding themselves in a season of just reevaluating friendships and where they are and different things like that. And, you know, I believe, Jamila, 2019 is just the season of divine disconnections. And what that is, is that God is allowing people, friendships, things to kind of go a little left just so that he can divinely disconnect you from some people as he take you into into your next season. Right. I agree. I think that. So. You know, I've wanted to talk about friendships for a minute now Mm -hmm. because it's honestly something that I struggle with and I have struggled with for years. And then after Ryan passed away, it was like it escalated. Mm -hmm. And you already know once you once you get hit with grief, Mm -hmm. you just see life differently. You see people differently. And it's like this constant tug of like wanting to give people what they're used to. And you're in like a totally different space and mindset and they're kind of just, they can't understand you. And then there becomes like that rift. Mm -hmm. When you said divine disconnection, like that struck like hard. That's Mm -hmm. exactly what I'm going through right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I agree. And I've been going through it a while now as well and you know I was just having a conversation with a friend earlier um well actually earlier this week and she had called me about some things and I was just encouraging her and I was just letting her know that you know a lot of times we find ourselves trying to hold on to think people like friendships way longer than than we should and and then we we go back when we do like let's just say if there is this rift that there's really nothing drastic that happened but it's like you are kind of feeling like you're going in another direction and you feel as though like every time you speak with this person they're kind of negative or they're kind of bringing you down and you feel more drained then you do encouraged and inspired when you talk to them. And so a lot of times guilt weigh on us. And I know it does with me. Like I, I can know, okay, Lord, my season has ended with me being with this person being as close as they were. And like I said, it doesn't have to be like some beef, but it could just be you two are just going different separate ways. And I can know the season is ending, but still I will try to like hang on to it because I have a hard time of just like letting go and knowing that it's okay you know to let go and she was saying that you know things were different and this and this and she was like and I really want to call her and just have a conversation and just say hey you know I was there for you like why haven't you been here for me and I'm like I don't think that you need to do that I think you need to just trust this process right and isn't it so easy for us to tell other people like you just gotta let it go and then like I look at my own life and I have I have been in a season and it started honestly let's see yeah I mean it started after I well it started when I got pregnant with Ryan Mm -hmm. that's when it started because you know I I got 
well, not, I guess when I got with Luther, and then shortly after we got pregnant, so it kind of all flows in together, but once people started to see me happy, Mm -hmm. it was very disturbing for them. Because my life was about my friends. Mm -hmm. I had a roommate, a paying roommate, and I had two girls sleeping on my couch. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, when I met Luther, um, this friend, she was my assistant. And in exchange for her being my assistant, um, I paid her bills. She was able to drive my BMW. I bought her clothes. I did her hair. I did her makeup. Mm-hmm. I was raising folks, as Luther uh, said. Like he, he said he walked in my apartment. And he was like, well, "What is this?" Bad I Girls Club. Understand. Was it like Bad Girls Club? Um. Yeah, but we weren't too bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was. It was just a lot of girls, and like my my pain roommates were understanding because you know we're young, so. The more the merrier, like, we're not doing nothing. We don't have kids. We don't have husbands. You know, we're in college. It's fine. But Luther was out of college, and he was just kind of looking at it like, what is what is going on? He mm-hmm. didn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. So that was because he did not like it. He wasn't trying to push me away. He tried to embrace it, but eventually those people started to weed themselves out. Mm-hmm. And one way that this particular person weeded themselves out was she tried to get with Luther behind my back. Wow. As I done fed you and clothed you and did all of these different things. Wow. And because, and even encouraged me to abort Ryan. Really? Mm-hmm. She was right there when I got my sonogram and I'm like, crying tears of joy and on the ride home she's telling me how bad of an idea this is how bad of an idea a baby is right wow so i don't think that's an idea how can you even call that an idea this isn't a plan that you guys were like okay hey come on let's just go (laughs) rob a bank like what right so you you have to understand why friendships is something that's always on my mind because that was like the first time that I really felt the betrayal of a friend. I mean, there was one other instance I I don't even want to discuss because Mm -hmm. that person is no longer here on this earth. But um, yeah, that was the start of it. And it caused me to not trust. Mm-hmm. But it also caused me to hold on tight to people who gave me the illusion that they cared mm-hmm. because I was so hurt. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a giving person and I just, I'm like a free for all. Like I want, if I'm having a good time, I want everybody to have a good time. Yeah. Like if I'm eating, I want everybody to be eating. If mm-hmm. I go on vacation, I want everybody to go on vacation. Right. If I have a good Christmas, I want everybody to have a good Christmas. If I got a man, I'm going to try to find a man for everybody. Like, <laughs> that's how that's how I used to be. Mm-hmm. And people would, they, they, they took it and then they started to expect it. And once people started um, walking in that expectation, you know, once you tell somebody no, like, all hell breaks loose. Yep. And that is basically where my life got. And then it got to a point where I said, you know what? I'm letting go. You remember when I changed my number? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, I had that number since sixth grade. Wow. And I got a text from one of the friends. And it just disturbed me because she was trying to act like everything was fine when she knew it wasn't. You know, these people had been ghosts. These are women who stood beside me at my wedding. When Mm -hmm. I was doing the brunch, they were nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to text me, you know, two weeks after, talking about, are you coming to so-and-so's birthday party, child's birthday party? I changed my number. I called AT&T. As soon as I read that message, I called AT&T and said, I want a new number. Wow. Because that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like, 
knowing and you probably needed to change your number a long while before that you know just to kind of get the ball rolling but sometimes like that's the thing when when it's divine like it'll strike you like you know because that it'll strike you in a much deeper way than it would have had you know god not been trying to like move you to another place and i think we all are guilty of trying to take people with us as we're moving forward in our journey in life and sometimes it's easy for us to reflect back on the times that we had but but reflecting back should not keep you stuck or make you think that moving forward you're still going to be capable of having those you know having more good times and making more memories because as i said sometimes god placed people in your life for a season and that's just for or 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 assignments like that's another thing that you know we talk just of of assignments sometimes the lord will have you around someone for a season and it'll just be an assignment for you to take some things from them and them to get some things out of you you learn some lessons and then you guys go your way and like i said it does not all the time have to be this huge fallout but we 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 don't we we go through seasons just like in a natural realm with fall and spring and winter it's the same thing in our relationships and some are built to to be lasting i i have friends that i've been friends with probably um 20 years or so you know that we've never had a fall argument we've we've never really it's just been um you know all great times and then i have other friends who um i've known a long while and now these days i'm just kind of like i really don't really want to talk to you right now you know it's not anything bad but it's just it's like i i see where you are and i see where you spend a lot of your time doing these things and i'm trying to get to this place in life and i'm trying to go here and you're still there and if every time i talk to you you're negative and you're talking about this and you you weighing me down right Mm-mm. yeah and i mean at some point just like with any relationship and a lot of times when you're in a romantic relationship and you know You'll be like, you know, I'm really, I'm going to be done this time. And then you go back. Yep. And then you're like, you know what? This time I'm done. And my whole mindset is when you're done, you're going to know yep. that you're done. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to go backwards. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is with friendships because our heart is still with those people. Our heart is able to see their heart. But at the same time, we can't, if we're not using our mind, we can't realize how, um, damaging this relationship is honestly how damaging that friendship is for the both of you yep because they are bringing you down and you are enabling them Mm -hmm. and you are participating in their behavior trying to be um polite or trying to still be supportive because that's who we are at like the core Yep. But all you're doing is enabling and you're not allowing them to go ahead and learn those lessons. Sometimes you have to literally get out the way and you have to make the decision for both of you that is just best. Yep. That we separate. Yep. And because I the, yeah. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say some of sometimes some of the greatest gifts you can give someone, um, when it's time for you to disconnect is the gift of goodbye. And and that gift, sometimes it, it's going to hurt and it's going to probably be hard for you in the first few weeks. And you're going to struggle because a, a, if, especially if you talk to this person on a daily basis or every other day and this person is someone that you've confided in. And now it's like, OK, you don't really have this person. It's tough. It's not an easy thing. But but on the other side of that is growth for you and allowing you to not be so dependent on another person and to then take that dependence and put it upon god and then also it's good for the person because as you said sometimes we have toxic people in our life and we know that they are toxic but because a lot of us have love and a lot of us have that that 
that emotion in us where we want to save people all the time and we the thing is is that we're not our we're not a savior there's only one and we know that's jesus christ so what we do is in our humanity is that we try to keep reaching down in the bucket trying to pull them out and sometimes in those moments when you say goodbye though your road is a a little tough in the beginning because you're struggling trying to find your way and trying to find um better ways to cope with different problems that you're facing without going back that person then sometimes find themselves in a place where god is isolating them and he's then able to show them their own heart and their own error in the ways that they have and that that gift of goodbye that you've given them then god can take that and work on that person and that does not necessarily mean that later on down the road after that person kind of get a little help that y'all are going to come back together. No, sometimes the work is for the next phase in their life too, right. you know? That's what I was going to say. Like you, I think we, we hope, and it goes back to uh, relationships again. We would hope that God just works on them so that they could be who they need to be for me. Yep. And that's not always it. Sometimes in the romantic realm, God is working on that man or that woman to prepare him or her for the person who they're going to spend the rest of their life with. That's it. It's a tough pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, and fortunately, that is just what it is. Yeah. And when it comes to friendships, we have to be okay with really saying goodbye yeah. and really surrendering and not trying to still be distant will be distant from this person but still trying to control the situation mm -hmm. you want to see what they're doing you want to see who they're friends with now you want to know what they have going on like it really takes um a lot of maturing to just wish people well yeah and just be done with it yep like you said it doesn't have to be beef exactly and those those are the people whether it's for a season or not, those are the people who I want around me mm -hmm. who are going to wish me well regardless of the circumstance because life happens. Yep. And and disconnection happens. Sometimes it's only temporary. But in that time of disconnection, I want to know that I am still respected, that, you know, that there's not going to be you going behind my back and trying to tell the world about me or tell my business you know now in today's world i feel like the the code is just like out the window mm -hmm. people don't live by any kind of codes or loyalty at all you know once just because you're not in um connection with someone anymore doesn't mean that you go and just stomp on their reputation exactly. i've had that happen so many times mm-hmm like I said, girls that stood next to me at my wedding that are in my wedding pictures that I really feel like I need to get like Photoshop. I'm probably going to like take somebody's head off and put you on there. Uh -uh, don't do that. Cause <laughs> no, you need to be reminded. Like you need to be reminded. <laughs> it's like, but really I'm like when, when we renew our vows, mm -hmm. a lot of times people don't have a wedding party, but I think that I'm going to, we're going to have wedding parties mm -hmm. for our vow renewal. Yes. Because it was on both sides. Luther and I um, were professional enablers. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying everyone that stood next to me because I'm still close to some. Right. But 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 my thing is, it's, it's just like marriage. I, I would think maybe and you could tell me if I'm wrong because I'm just thinking marriage and divorce has like a big effect on your relationships. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, don't know. I agree. Think so? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It really shows you who's there for you, who's yep. willing to bend and, you know, maneuver with you mm -hmm. through your journey. Because your life is totally different now. Yep. So you want people in your life that can adapt and love you regardless and love you through it and not be upset about what it is that they can't or cannot get at that they can or cannot get from you mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. 
And I think I just looking at it on the divorce aspect side of it, the divorce side of it is that um, I know in friendships and relationships, when you part, people feel like they have to choose. They have to choose sides because, you know, they're going to they're going to a lot of times if you've been in a relationship or a marriage with someone for many years, then th- th- those friends that are around you a lot of times are friends with both of you guys. And so then when the separation happens, it's like, okay, well, I know that you were wrong, but still I love you. And then I know that you weren't as wrong and I love you too. So they find themselves like torn in between and and just coming out, just recently coming out of that. I still have friends who are friends with both of us, but then I also have friends who started off really close with me who now he, they, you know, they, he's kind of like with them. They're kind of like with him. So it just changed. And I don't look at them any differently or feel any type of way. I just, I just, you know, I remember once he said this to me and, and this is going back to what you said, um, as I was like, you know, I don't, I'm not sure why this person stopped talking to me. You know, I was like, she, you know, she's, she's telling folks she don't talk to me anymore. And I'm like, I did nothing to her. And I remember him telling me, well, she said once you got on your level, she could no longer relate to you. And I'm like, what level am I on? Like, I'm not on a level. Like, what level? And then, you know what? I felt bad about that, Jamila. Like, for so long, like, I would be praying and I would be like, Lord, like, I'm sorry. Like, what level am I on? And my mom was like, Nikki, you don't need to feel bad for where you are. You're growing. Your 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 level, you're going higher, and that's not to say you're better, but you're intentional. You're fighting for your future, and you're fighting for um you know to have a better life for you and your children. And you don't have to be um you live unapologetically for that. You don't have to be sorry, you know. That's exactly where I am, and for a long time, I really tried to like water myself down to make people feel comfortable mm-hmm. and I'm just now getting out of that yep because I've never really I've noticed like I've never really been alone I've always been surrounded mm-hmm. by people and most times nine out of nine times out of ten I'm surrounded by the wrong people mm-hmm. um and because people people would say things like that and I was talking to my my friend Tammy, I was talking to her not too long ago about the season that I'm in. Like, I'm feeling isolated. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that someone said, like, almost the exact same thing to her verbatim. And she was just like, I, I don't want to talk to you about that because, you know, you're on a higher level than me. And it hurt her feelings. But she just had to realize, like, she's not for everybody. Exactly. And we got to stop trying to be for everybody. Everything to everybody because you can't. Right. You can't. You're you're so right about that. And, and I believe that my sister literally just said that to me today on the phone, that she's in a season of isolation. I've been feeling the same. You know, I've been talking to other people who've said they feel like, they're in a season of isolation and I honestly believe 2019 is going to be a year for that and I think that I also was thinking earlier that I think that 2019 is going to be one of those years that has been harder than most and 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 the reason of that is because again you are in a place of isolation and God never you you never go through a season of isolation or when you're when friendships and different relationships and stuff are pulling apart that's never for a reason that's just like if when a tree when it's blooming or or a plant anyone who's who's in who has a green thumb knows that when whenever something grows up they have to go back in and prune it and so in order for them to prune that they go in and they cut off the dead the dead stuff and all the stuff that's gonna uh prohibit that tree or that plant from growing any further and i think that's just kind of where we are in this season and it, it feels it feels lonely in some some moments and it feels like you know oh my god overwhelming because it's like you have all these thoughts and you have all these um worries and all these things that you're thinking about and then it's like and then it's just you and then it's just god and it's like of course you know we talk to god all day most mm-hmm. you know but but we don't all the time hear him speaking back so right. 
you know, it's, it's, it's in those things. But the thing is, is that the pruning is good. The separation is good. The isolation is good. It doesn't feel good, but it's working for us a far better, um, a far better future. And Right. I, I, you know, I, I'm like, Lord, take whoever, whatever you have to take away from me in this season. If it's going to make me better. You have to do it. That's that's back to I know I haven't mentioned my girl Louise in a minute mm -hmm. with the book, but that was one thing that she said. Her analogy was like a, a cast iron skillet. That's basically dirty, I guess, caked on with food and all that kind of stuff. You know, you got to soak your pot mm -hmm. before you clean it. And she was saying, we, before we really get to that point of like true healing and kind of being okay with that healing, you kind of have to imagine yourself like a dirty pot. That sounds so weird, but just stay with me, mm -hmm. like a dirty pot. And when you put that water in there, it starts to pull up all of that dirt and that grime and it doesn't look good. Mm. It looks gross. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's kind of where your life gets that. I feel like 2018 was God putting that hot water mm -hmm. in the pot. Yep. And it's just starting to pull it up. Mm -hmm. It's not gone, but he's pulling it up and I'm learning how to separate myself from certain things, but I don't feel like I'm completely healed or nor do I have closure from certain situations but it's there mm -hmm. and it looks it looks a mess mm -hmm. and you feel a mess but once you really start to really get that healing into overdrive and you pour that water out and you scrub it all out and you really get in there and you polish it up it's a beautiful thing yep and that's really people give up during that time where the water is sitting mm -hmm. where things look really crazy and you know what you're like you know i just need to go back to how things were right because even though it was bad it didn't look like this exactly look in the grime and everything else it was you know it makes you want to turn backwards like i don't know if i'm ready for all of this mm -hmm. this is too much for me to handle but you just have to keep going because eventually you will get to that point of feeling free and clean and clear. And then there'll be another season in your life where you have to start that process all over again. Yep. The whole point is just now you know that all I have to do is stay with God, stay in prayer, and just get through this valley, just get through this moment, and I'm going to come out on the other side. Yep. I think that's why we're able to go ahead and conquer, you know, you know, David, those Goliaths, like, constantly, because we know that there's always something better on on the end of this. Mm -hmm. And I think we're in each other's lives to remind us of that. Exactly. Well. Exactly. And it just goes back to just hoping, you know, and, and just having that expectation for a greater future. And, you know, this young lady, she posted the other day and she was saying how she feels as though she's taken so many losses as far as um, just relationships. And she lost her mom and she's just looking at everything she lost. And I'm just like, you know, we can't I think sometimes when we lose um, friendships and stuff, we try to go back and and fill that space with another person or something else. And it may not be another person. Some of us fill it with eating. We fill it with um, gossiping. We fill it with going, just trying to, to with shopping, with overspending. We, we, we try to find things to fill these voids. And I think a lot of times when God, every time that something was removed from my life, someone was taken, something was removed or whatever, things shifted. Not only was God transitioning me, but he was also planning in the long run to replace it with people and the thing and the, the resources and the things that I need to move me and propel me forward. And as I said before, like we want to hold on to that stuff. And I, you know what, Jamila, actually think last week i did a blog on this i blogged about this about um just disconnecting ourselves and i gave the analogy of how um i had spent one whole week on the phone on conference calls because i left one 
um, government job and came home, but my my old government job was still the account was still connected to my new account, so I couldn't move forward because my old account was still connected on. So it caused all of these problems, and so the, I said, you know how I always try to get a life lesson out of everything that I experience, and that taught me so much. I could not move forward with even working, with even moving forward as long as that old account was attached and i said that's what we do in our life we try to move forward we have all this old baggage all this old stuff and instead of completely cutting it off and detaching from it we keep mm -hmm. little wires and keep little pieces and little tad bits of it connected to us and we feel as though okay well moving forward if this fails then i can always go back we we always try to keep like a a lifeline between that pat the past and those Great. relationships you know and i and I, mm -hmm. I i said god the lord showed me so much in that week I don't want I don't want anything old coming with me into my future. Yesterday I was sitting down and I thought about it. I said, "You know what? My my wedding ring has been in my purse probably 3 years now." Wow. I like I need to get my wedding ring out of my purse. Like for some reason I didn't want to put it anywhere. I'm like, you know, if I lose it like you know, it's expensive or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, you know, so I keep it with me. And that way I know where it's at all the time. But why do I need to keep it with me? Why? You right. know, it's those small things that though it appears to be meaningless and though it appears to not have a real significance, oh, it's just a piece of metal. But no, that's a piece of your past that you're walking around with. And you don't know, you may be in a grocery store and some some guy or whatever may want to approach you or whatever. And that the whole fact that you walking around with like all of that, it's like, right, exactly. No, I'm, I completely, I completely understand. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. It, when you said that, it made me think about my friends um, that I have now, and that I had while I had those friendships as well. Mm -hmm. We used to host parties a lot mm -hmm. um, at the house, and we would try to bring everybody together. I was the queen of mixing friends, mm -hmm. right? And you shouldn't do that. I know that now. <laughs> But I was the queen of mixing friends, and it got to a point where the ones who really cared about me and were there for me, they just could not handle being in the same space as those girls. Wow. They couldn't handle it. So I would extend invitations, and they'd be like, no, you know, um, I can't right now, whatever. And really, they wouldn't lie. They're just like, no, I can't come. Mm-hmm. And... Once I let those friendships go, immediately they were like, I knew you would see it at some point. Yep. So they were willing to just give me my space to figure it out. They didn't try to taint anything. They would say little things, just, you know, like, I don't know if they're really your friends, but whatever. You know, they'll try to support you, but they completely stepped away. Mm -hmm. A lot of them. A lot of my friends that I have now, especially the ones that I had before that group of friends or after that group of friends, they really just gave me my space mm -hmm. to see it for myself. Yep. And as soon as I was out of that sunken place, mm -hmm. <laughs> they welcomed me back with open arms. Like, mm -hmm. thank you, Jesus, basically. Mm-hmm. They let you learn the lesson. They they allowed you to see to use not even just more so the lesson, but to use your discernment. And I think a lot of times we know we we're very discerning. But as I said, the Savior in us wants to save everyone, and we want to not give up on people, and we want to keep hoping, and we want to believe that deep down inside of them they are this great person. And there's nothing wrong with that. We are supposed to mm -hmm. think the best and think positive, but in the same sense, you don't have to. You don't have to be so closely connected all the while thinking those thoughts because even though deep down inside all of us you know um there is some good I, I wouldn't even say that I wouldn't even say that but um I do believe that um 
we have to believe what we see. And I know in 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 biblical terms, you know, we we hope we pray and we believe the things we don't see. But in in and mm-hmm. when we're dealing with people and when we're dealing with friendships and when we're dealing with relationships, that uh, principle flips. You have to you have to because that's the only fruit that you have to be able to weigh out and to be able to measure what's good and what isn't because we can have someone around us who's saying all these things that sound good and they but then you see how they live and you see the different things that they do and it don't add up so we have to you know base what we see we have to judge by what we see in friends and that's where we go wrong because we'll see the wrong and we'll see their ways and we'll have this eerie feeling about them but again the other part of us will be like well you know, they just need, they had a rough life and, you know, they just kind of need a little this and they need a little that. And they do need that. But you are not the person who can give it to them. You right. can't, you, you know? know. You know what it is? I I read something. Well, actually, no, I think it was a podcast. And she was saying that she doesn't believe that there's a such thing as a toxic person. Wow. And I was like, um, I disagree. But, <laughs> you yeah. know, but. I heard what she was saying. And then also what I've read with like Luis and, you know, I've said this before that we're all victims of victims. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you think about someone who you're at odds with, but they still have a whole tribe and a mama that love them and the kids think they're the best things in sliced bread and they got these other friends too. To somebody else, they are good. Mm. They've never harmed them. They've never done them wrong. They have no reason to think ill of that person but you and that person just do not mesh Mm -hmm. and that made me feel like and I've told Luther that before like somebody over there thinks that they're great but it doesn't have to be us and we don't have to fight it and what we don't have to do as well which we haven't done but this is what some other people do they try to um, convince everyone to believe what they believe about you Mm. And you just have to let them be with who they who they're destined to be with, basically, if that makes sense. I, so I feel like the, the the jury is still out on whether or not someone if there's a such thing as a toxic person. But I will say that the biggest thing for me is just being at peace with the fact that that person is not for me. Those girls who I'm not friends with anymore, they have befriended each other. They formed a little club alliance, you know, against me or whatever. And that's fine. And they love each other to death. They are sisterhood of traveling pants, thanks to me. And I should send them an invoice for friendship matching. Mm-hmm. However, I digress. I don't I don't think that they... I, I I disagree. That's so funny, though, that you say they're sisterhood of traveling pants because <laughs> that's funny. But I, I don't I disagree. I, I think that they are still the person that they are. And I think that people wear masks and some people. Yeah, they may have been horrible to you, but to the next person, they may not be as horrible. But has the other person dealt with them on the level that you have? Because, right. of, of you know what I mean? People wear masks. Right. Like, people can come around, someone can talk so down to me because I'm closer to them and hurt me in a way deeper way and then go across the, the water and, 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 and have an affair and treat that person like a queen. But that's because they don't have the time, they don't, they don't have the, um, the, the years, they don't really know the person. It's a mask. And and those they may have formed that alliance, but if the foundation, if the foundation of that person person's moral moral um standard, their heart, the way they treat treat people, if that has not been corrected, I don't care if they form an alliance with a million other women, they are still they they're still who they are, and they may not experience. She may not. Or portray that or give that off to the people who she's with but that's probably because again she's wearing that mask and they may not have gotten deep down to a place where she has needed to be cutthroat or whatever you know what I'm saying people people get it like they give their best yeah to others and then give you 
the leftovers. Exactly. So, and, and that's why I said I stopped trying to tell people about, you know, what someone has done to me or whatever. Because the thing that really strikes a chord with me is that when, you know, I've introduced these girls to whoever. Even the one who tried to um, steal Luther. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I cut them off, they wanted to befriend everyone that I'm friends with. Anyone that's in my network, anyone that I know, they're on social media, boosting them up. Oh, my God, girl, go ahead. Oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. Yes, 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 yes. Like, I'm like, you're fake. Right. So how can you say that? That's what I'm saying. They, they're not good for whoever they're with. They're just, right. they're, 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 they're. They are sometimes Satan just use like people and he gather other minions. And like, as you said, they form together and their whole purpose and goal is to be against you. Mm-hmm. And I would try to tell those people, you know, I'm not cool with them anymore. And they would feel so torn because, and I don't, I don't understand why this is the thing that irks me. And I think I look at, um, friendship differently i'm still like that if she, if she don't like you i don't like you kind of friend mm-hmm. um but when she like you i'll be liking you again kind of friend that's who i am so they will still engage and keep in contact and that's why i've had to let a lot of people go and a lot of people have tried to tell me and you tell me if i'm wrong but people have tried to tell me that is basically not right or is unfair to release people because they don't agree with me. And I don't think that that is necessarily the case. It's just that I can't be around people who play both sides. Either you're with me or you're not. And what you're not going to do is try to force me to stay in contact indirectly with these people. Mm -hmm. What you're not gonna do is have a, a birthday party of 10 and have four of my enemies sitting at the table and think that I'm going to be there. Right. Well, you don't have to be there, but I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's okay. Because sometimes in some situations, like I've never really had this issue, but I've talked to a lot of women who have where they will be friends. It'll be, let's just say there's three friends and then two of those friends will fall out. And then the third person is just stuck in between because she's still friends with the one person and still friends with the other. And so one of them will feel like, well, if I'm not talking to her, then you shouldn't talk to her. You are my friend first. I think that in, in some of those cases, it's not fair to make to, to try and make someone choose because just as you said, someone may there may be truth to what both of you guys are saying and there may be wrong to both of what you guys are saying. And that's not to say that I'm I don't you know, I, I'm a I'm a digress. I'm a pullback because I have to like really season my words. But I do think that that can go both ways, because I guess you can find yourself in a situation where this person is talking bad about this person. And then you're list, you're taking that in and then you're going over here and then, you you know, so it, it can just be messy and sticky. But what I will always say is I don't think that it's fair to make someone choose because i you i can still love you and love her and not talk bad about you and not let her talk bad about you and not talk bad about this other person until y'all straighten this stuff out or either y'all go y'all certain ways but what i'm not gonna do is if you're inviting me somewhere and then i have to sit at the table and it's it's eight of us and five of five of them don't don't like me but it's like no you don't have to subject yourself to that so this, so I hear what you're saying, and this is always the conversation that I have with people, and I think I have to make it a little clear. This is the thing. The problem that I have is that when a friend that I'm, you know, an ex friend, is now friends with a current friend, what I don't like is that it starts to feel like, like I I shouldn't. In the midst of anything, I shouldn't question your loyalty at any point in time. Right. I shouldn't feel like you have switched over. And that's a lot of times what it feels like. And I think that is because people, with me um, being, 
I guess in a relationship, running a business, um, running a business, having kids or whatever. Like I don't have a lot of time, and a lot of times those people have a lot of free time. Yep. And for that, they are able to, you know, come together. They can hang out more. This person has more time for them. It's more of a convenient friendship. So in the midst of it, it just it's not one thing where I'm telling somebody like just don't talk to them anymore. I think that you should be cordial. I was like this with my friend. She she swore up and down that her and this girl were done because this girl had done so many horrible things to her, which she did. Um, but they ended up being friends again. But baby, when they weren't friends, I am just as mad as you are. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to fight anybody. I'm not going to call anyone and harass them. I can still be cordial with you. If I see you in public, I will definitely say hello. But we really don't have anything else to talk about past that point. Mm-hmm. We just don't. Yep. Until y'all figure that out. And the reason why I won't overstep and, you know, get rude or anything is because friendships, you know, it's up and down. Sometimes you have seasons and then you're able to come back together if that's really your friend. And I respect that. But in that moment, I have to be there for my friend. Because whenever you're at odds with with a good friend, it's a really hard thing to go through. Mm -hmm. And I think that the person who A, you're closer to, or B, especially if that person introduced you guys, it's kind of like, it's not like your kids, but it's like if you get into it at somebody's house, I tell Maven, let's go. We're leaving. We're done. (laughs) Like, it's, it's over ain't nothing else to talk about no maven you can't stay it's time to go now maven don't care two ways about it mm-hmm. but you're with me so let's go that's why i said i'm that kind of friend because you're not going to question my loyalty during this time when i know that you're in pain yes and go frolicking with the person that hurt you right that's rude exactly <laughs> That's rude. And just because that person is more available means that they're more of a friend. You know, like, it's it's really hard to balance friendships and everything. It's hard just being older now, but let alone having kids, having a relationship, having a business. It's just impossible to spread your time yep. um, amongst everyone. And you want people around you who understand and will love you in your absence. Yep. And support you from afar and embrace you when y'all come together. Check in here and there because a lot of times we're all on the same thing. Me and you, it's been rare, but me and you will not talk for like maybe a few days, almost a week or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm but I'm not over here trying to replace you and you're not trying to replace <laughs> me just because I said I got to call you back. Yeah. You you they they get to going on friend sites look searching on so you know trying to put in their criteria, aka Instagram. Yes, searching for a new friend. Because this one is too busy. Well, they they they've put way too much. They've put way they have put way too much on you in the first place. You know, if if you don't have enough time to speak with them every day, I mean, I I don't I don't. I don't think that I talk to anyone every day besides, like, my sisters and my mom right? and my children. But, like, as far as my friends, like, yeah, you know, and if we do go and extend it, I'll text and say, hey, just checking in, and you do the same, you know. But it's like, like, as you said, life, life is happening to all of us. But at the end of the day, um, we, we just have to learn to be okay with, with the falling apart and the falling away and everything that is occurring in this season. And just know that, honestly, Jamila, they couldn't, re- she couldn't replace you if she wanted to. So, yeah, no, it's serious. She couldn't replace you because you are unique. You are, there. there's no one that could be who you are. And so it's just, yeah, I, 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 yeah. And guess what? In in those moments, I have, I'm going to be honest, I have tried to, you know, through like prayer and just meditation, everything, I'm just like, um, forgiveness. And you want to navigate 
forgiveness and kind of see where you give a little more pull away or whatever you know we talked about forgiveness before sometimes you can forgive someone and you just don't have to have anything to do with them exactly but i am not the, the reason why friendship is something that is on my mind is because i do feel like i could be a better friend mm-hmm. you know i have my faults i have my inconsistencies and i and i have at some points i feel like because Maven is trying to um, come and just wreck this podcast. It's okay. Um, please forgive him. We're living a normal life, so. Maven, close the door, please. No, get out and close the door. <laughs> that's that's that that's how you have to close the door on those friendships. Right. <laughs> I said close the door. He came in and closed the door. No, leave. Anyway, I'm sorry, guys. I'm in New York in a hotel room right now. It's so, okay, Janine. It with a sick baby. It's okay. So, so, um, oh, my God, he made me lose my train of thought. What was I saying, Betty? I don't know. You were going somewhere, though. The train was, was moving. I was, Oh, I know what I was saying. Um. Basically, I've gone through a season where I was trying to evaluate myself because, don't get me wrong, I have not been, you know, the best friend that I could be at certain times. Sometimes I might come on a little too strong. Those who know me know that I do have a strong personality. I kind of say um, what's on my mind. You know, sometimes I can get a, a little sour, sometimes a little sweet. But I feel like the people who really love me, like, they understand that about me. But I also know that there are changes that I needed um, to make. So in that, in, in that time, I'm like, well, where did I go wrong? And maybe because if, if I'm always having an issue with friendships, mm-hmm. you have to look inward. Exactly. Like, what's it about you that's causing this? Because at the end of the day, these people, they still have their friends. Mm-hmm. And here I am in isolation so what is it that i'm doing so now i'm on a journey to being a great friend to those who really deserve it because i spent years being a good friend to those who didn't Mm -hmm. and i and i really they required a lot of me and in turn i required a lot from them that they just did not have for me and you have to give yourself grace because I think so so many times we put our we put the pressure on ourselves got to be the best wife got to be the best christian got to be the best friend got to be the best like the thing is is that life is still happening Jamila and if you can't pick up the phone and if you can't all the time stop what you're doing to be there um, I mean, that's not to say that you, you can't return calls and all that. I'm not saying that everything has to have its proper place. But I think that you have to show yourself some grace because you've been through a lot within these last few years. And so, you know, you've probably not even not just been the best friend, but you've probably not even been the best Jamila, the best you you can be because of life and, and all the blows and everything that has taken place. So you have to give yourself you have to learn to give yourself grace grace and I think true friends give you that grace as well and they give you that space to get your mind together exactly I have a lot lot of those people in my life that I'm thankful for but the ones who were just not able to adjust to this new Jamila this post grief Jamila this post you know post um wedding Jamila like they just were not able they weren't able to adjust, and you're right. I wasn't the best Jamila at one point in time. I was Jamila that was pretty um, famous on Instagram, but going to Target in a bonnet because she's so depressed, mm-hmm. like just not even caring mm-hmm. what what she looked like, wow. not caring what she put in her mouth, just eating, 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 eating up to 215 pounds, Jamila, mm-hmm. because I'm trying to numb myself. Yeah. So I was in a very, very dark place. And in that time, I was really just trying to see my way out. Mm -hmm. And it was hard to even own the fact that I was in a dark place because of everything that's around me. And then you have all these people around you telling you how great your life is. And you're like, but why am I still unhappy? Mm -hmm. What is going on? This house, this car, this, 
you know, this business, um, this husband, this baby, like I'm living what people would call a dream, but I was so unhappy with myself. Mm -hmm. And I realized once I released a lot of those friends, I had so much more time on my hands Mm -hmm. because those people required a lot. They needed a lot of attention. They always had an emergency. It's always something I had to help with or deal with. It's always a a baby daddy or it's always an eviction on the horizon. Like it's all of these things. And I'm over here trying my best to be the best friend that I can be to these people. But when I tell you what I'm thinking, like, I don't know. I don't know if you should go back to that relationship or, you know, you knew that bill was like, I'm trying to talk to you straight up, straight out. But now that I'm speaking up about these things, now I'm a bad person. But you'll take from me all day long, but you don't need any criticism. Exactly. And that's unfair. Right. And then all the while, when I'm making bad choices, you're just letting me do it. You're participating in it. You're hyping it up. And I and I just did not want that for my life anymore. I've spent years where people would watch me self-destruct in a lot of areas, watch me participate in things or watch me be in relationships and think that because the excuse is always, well, you just look like you knew what you were doing or you have this and you have that or you're you're mean or you have a strong personality. So, you know, I didn't say anything. But you want to say five, seven years later, like, girl, I always knew that was a bad idea. Well, why didn't you say anything to me? Exactly. That's not a friend. Exactly. And I really, like, I will, I bet you don't like when I curse. I'll be darn. Yeah, thank you. If I let my <laughs> friends participate in self-destructive behavior, that's going to cause them so much grief and so much pain. I'm just not willing to go on that road with them because when you go on that road of grief and pain, I have to go on it too. So maybe selfishly, I'm trying to save myself yeah. as well. Yeah. And I have conversations with people all the time where, you know, they call me and they're like, I had a guy like call me probably a few weeks ago. And like, after I got done talking to him, he's like, that's why I like calling you. Cause you always going to give me the real, you always going to give me the real. And it's like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And like, you call me about one thing that surfaced, like I'm going to want to understand the root of it. And then right. I'll work my way up. Some friends deal with stuff that, that, the friends call about but I'm not that one like I try and like think about it and just try to figure out exactly what's calling causing that problem that's on the surface and that's just what being a good friend is all about but you know as we said in the beginning like we we go through life we go through seasons and we have times and we have spaces where everything in our life seems to be coming together and we know god is in control but we have to trust that even in the moments when friendships are falling apart when they're out of control when relationships are at a place where um you know it seems as though you're going this way they're going this way god is still in control and a lot of times that's still you're still in his plan. You just have to trust the process. Mm-hmm. You're right. And I, I I, know now that God was really just making space for me to have the relationships that I have now. Mm-hmm. Like, I have you. I have all of our, you know, our whole little angel sisters, sorority, sisterhood group chat that we have going on with Erica and... Kiana and Heather and everybody like I just have really good people around me mm-hmm. and I also have people who are willing to tell me about myself yep and, and I appreciate it mm-hmm. like it took you know it takes a lot to just buckle down and take criticism sometimes because you'll be I was so surprised at how much I you know protected myself mm-hmm. and like sheltered myself from not taking accountability for certain things yeah, because I was living in a world where I was too busy holding everybody else accountable, but they weren't saying anything to me. Mm-hmm. So it, it gives you because you were feeding them. You were, you were a source. You, they're not going to, that's the same thing that, that a, a crack, uh, someone who's on drugs would do to someone who's distributing it. If they right. know that what they're doing is wrong, they're not going to say anything because they're getting their supply from them. Right. And it gives you a false sense of, like, 
righteousness yep. that so, you know, toxic. It um, is. Just, you know, it, it's really, it's really bad and you have to do a gut check. You have to do ways around it in communication with people who challenge me, who make me think, who call me out, who give me things to think about. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's just made me a better person. And I'm just like, I'm thirsty for it. I'm like, yeah, I'll be calling Betty. Like, I just need her to tell me about myself real quick. Cause I know I'm wrong. No, I'll be calling so I'm you. Just gonna, I'm just going to give her the premise. <laughs> and I'm going to just see what she says. Cause I know I'm wrong. I'm going to just let her call it out. I'm yeah, I'll be wrong. Tell you exactly what it is. But I just give you a little bit. Not all the time. Yeah. You be you be right. You be right. You just you need you need that reassurance some days. <laughs> I I might be right, but the way in which I'm internalizing it or yeah. handling it or the emotion behind it is like reel it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be okay. 